experience the ripple effect. This is the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. A nonprofit organization established in 2007 to provide powerful leadership training to the youth of our communities. And now, here's your host, by board member, co-owner of Rapport International and certified trainer, Brett Johnston. Hello and welcome back to the Empowering Youth Podcast. I'm Brett Johnston. I'm Jeff Catano. Welcome. Yes, and tonight we have a very special podcast. Tonight I have a, a friend in the house and uh, been very excited because it's been coming down the pipeline for a little while, but I'd like to welcome uh, Dallas Mullen. Hey, thanks for having uh, me here. Uh, it's going to be an exciting night to to go out, uh, my son Spencer, and you know, the uh, uh, the things we've learned over the last few years about each other, and my fellow classmate, absolutely right, yeah, yeah, that's what's cool. You know, it was it was almost exactly five years ago that you two went through leadership breakthrough one together, right? Yep, and and Spencer was there going through the team leadership breakthrough class, and so tonight the focus is about you, Spencer. So again, welcome for me. Welcome uh, tonight on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So you know what this is all about mm-hmm. and we want to hear from you the majority of the time we will ask some questions and whatnot, but ultimately just want you to just go for it. Uh-huh. So um, I love to, to kind of frame this in a sense that right now you're 22, 23, 23, 23 years old. So everybody knows 23 years old, went to class right out of high school, right? And coming from a wonderful family when you were so honored to go to class at the same time as your dad. Yeah. So let's talk about your childhood for a minute and, and kind of how you grew up. All right. Um, yeah. Born and raised in Utah. Um, I know. Got a pretty cool mom and dad. Um, same with my sister. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. They're pretty cool. Um, growing up, me and my um. Yeah. How, how old is your how, age difference between age you and your sister? Four, four and a half, five, close to five. And what, she's, she's older? Yeah, older. Yeah, she's what, 27? Seven. No, not everybody gets a big sister. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of wanted a brother at some points, but I like having my big sister. I'm sure you had a dog. Uh, we've had a few dogs. Had we have few. one dog right now. Dogs oh. love you no matter what. Where's this? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So grew up, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, yeah, me and my sister, we, uh, we didn't get along at all, at all. We were at each other's throats, like, every single day. She'd hit me, or I'd hit her, calling up our parents, be like, oh, this again. But, and then, uh, like, one day, it just, like, flew, like, all right, she's pretty cool. How old were you? Uh, probably, like, 15. Okay, so that's when you're, that's that age difference, when your sister all of a sudden became the cool sister. Yeah, yeah, because it was probably... Yeah, a year right before she went off to college, to uh, yeah, because she was going away to Iowa. So and I realized I'm not going to have her. What I was going to say, you know, if when she went away to college, what did did that feel like? Because you you finally closed the gap, even mm-hmm. though there was five years between you, and then she left. Did that really make an impact on you being the only one left behind? Yeah, I, I definitely had to do a, um, a few more chores around the house. Um, and def- she was definitely like helping me out with like schoolwork and stuff. And 
Um, I've also got to imagine you missed that bond because you started to to develop it with her. Uh And so I was like, always when she left, I was always calling her, asking her for help. She's like, sorry, I can't really like help you. I'm busy with school. She was playing soccer too. So being a college athlete definitely takes up a lot of time. Um, so I, I know where the love and the shift came from, Jeff. It was the, the homework. Yep. Uh, yeah. She was helping you with your homework a lot. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, my dad would be like, I, I don't understand this. Like, cause it's completely different from what he was doing, um, back in what well, would have been ninth grade. So I know that then, there's a lot of listeners out there that can relate and have a lot of yeah. empathy for oh, that because this. it's like, I, my daughter's, uh, let's see, she's a sophomore this year mm-hmm. and she comes home with homework. I am not qualified. I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah, I bet if yeah, someone I came. Forgot it all. It, we spent many dollars at Mathasium. Oh. Yes. Still got the same grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been. So you think back to being younger than 15, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of a little brother were you? Um, um, a reign of terror. I was, I was always bugging her, pushing her buttons. She's like, get out of my room. But like, I'm not in your room. Look. Kind Standing in the hallway at the door. Yeah. Like right at the door. I'm like, I'm not in your room. So that's why there was, there was always a little bit of pressure there. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely pushed each other's buttons. It was, it, it was tough at times. Yeah. So from mom and dad's perspective, isn't that one of the things you kind of miss? A little bit of that. Yeah, maybe just, just having them both there. Yeah. It, it's nice. But I don't know that I like, uh, if I miss the argument. The conflict. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much. (laughs) So it was a wonderful day when they kind of came together. It it was. It was. And and they're they're good friends now. Great friends. So 14, 15 years old, you Mm -hmm. finally realize your sister's cool. Yeah. And she's helping you out. Uh-huh. And you guys start to bond. Was she driving you places and, and spending time with you then? Um, I know. Um, I think right right around that time, uh, Fizz, the soda shop, became a thing. And after school, we'd always go get a Fizz, especially on Wednesday, because it was like Double Punch Wednesday. Double <laughs> Punch Wednesday. Yeah. Awesome. Get, get 10 punches, you get a free soda. So we're like, yeah. Nice. That was our thing. Tell, um, yeah, I guess tell she... She did, went to school. So when she left to go to school, that's when you started high school? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right before you got your driver's license. Mm-hmm. So you had a little bit of uh, <clears throat> bonding time because she was helping pick you up and take you places and things like that, and then that went away. Yeah, granted, I know um, she was also playing soccer, and I think, I want to say her senior year, she was driving down to Sandy every day to um, go to practice. So like it was definitely like split. Like if she had a game and I had a game, my parents would split, and um, one could go to both. Or so, what were you doing for sports then? Um, then I was doing lacrosse. Um, what well, I started started playing lacrosse, two thousand nine. So that was, that was not your first sport though. No, no, that was what well, did soccer, baseball, football. And then lacrosse. And you didn't enjoy football, soccer, no, and baseball? I was, no. Um, I Thinking about it, I think I enjoyed baseball. But then I remember I crashed on my bike on the street and I cut up my hand pretty bad. And I couldn't catch or throw the ball. So I, I did one year of it and I just couldn't do it anymore. So, But then you met lacrosse. Then, um, then I went to football. Oh. Football. All my, my friend at the time. Um. He was doing it. I was like, all right, let's, we're going to go play football. It was all like our wardies people 
Um, yeah, one of our neighbors was the head coach, so we're all like kind of on the same team. But uh, if I remember right, the reason why I didn't like football is because I never got the ball. I was like, I really wanted to run the ball, never got to because I was a bigger kid. So, so you really got to defend, D- defense, yeah. and offense line. Yeah. Um, How excited were you, Dallas, when he was playing football? It was fun because he was the big, strong kid, played both ways, and he just hold on to the kid. And so he was in the game a lot. So you got to watch him and cheer him oh, on a yeah, lot. yeah, all the time. I mean, he, he had a – it would have been good for him, but he just wanted the ball. And that's the thing with lacrosse is everybody gets a chance. I mean, that's just how the game is. So it was more – it's really more of a team sport. Lacrosse. It was a lot of fun. And you get to beat people. And it's a lot – it's a little faster paced. Yeah, it's a lot faster. Yeah. A lot. I think it's I think it's fast moving sport. And Surprising it's, it's over hockey too. Way more physical than anything. I mean, Wade Gretzky. I watched an interview here that he said they said, "Did you play a lot of lacrosse?" He says, yeah, "I played a ton of lacrosse." But he said, "I had to quit because I wasn't a real big guy, and it was way more physical than uh, hockey." Playing hockey. Yeah. So when you when you were introduced to lacrosse, how did that happen? Um. Actually, one of the one of the coaches on the football team, he was from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Co- Cause that wasn't originally a big sport. here. No, in no. He, he started it. Like the head coach, um, that was for it started it. And I, I think I played an up, up a year to begin played because my best friend was a year older at the time. So I wanted to be on his team. So I, there was enough kids my age. So I played up a year and then it blew up. And then I think the next year I played, I played my same age cause all these other kids joined and it, it grew pretty quickly. Um, I know. Yeah. So he came, my, the coach came from Pennsylvania, I believe. And he was like, there's no lacrosse here. Like, that's crazy. It's huge over on the East coast. So he started up team and it, yeah, he had from what, uh, like three teams off the bat for high school. And we weren't a sanctioned sport. It was just a club. So there wasn't like only two teams like varsity and JV. There was like varsity, JV, sophomore, freshman, and it, it just goes down the line each year. So um, I want I want to ask a question. I don't want to derail too far uh, from from the lacrosse discussion. But reading your background, um, why don't you touch just a, a little bit for a second about how it was for you as a student in school and 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 how you kind of approached things in class and interacting? Because I think there's an important an important point here that I've already seen to make about the transition from football to lacrosse mm-hmm. that kind of ties in to how you were as a student in class prior uh, before your training. Yeah. So, um, in high school, I, I didn't do homework, never even left my backpack and they're like, Oh, pull out your homework. So I wasn't a great student. So every day you came home from work and your mom said, where's your homework? You said, I don't have any. I'd be like, Oh correct. yeah, correct. I don't have any or, Oh, it's already done. Yeah, or it's all done. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's wrong with my teacher. They're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, yeah. and, and, and our, on our handy dandy little form that we get before we do the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that you mentioned was that you hardly ever went first on things. Yeah. You kind of sat back in class, right? Yeah. Like in, um, presentations, like, all right, who wants, who wants to go first? But like, I ain't going first. No way. I'll go. Maybe I'll maybe go second. Highly like, highly doubt that, but. Did you feel like you maybe wanted to? Because when you were talking about football mm-hmm. and not being able to have that role that you wanted, yeah. not being able to have the ball, yeah, have the ball. and then 
you were able to do that in lacrosse, I almost feel like that was that paralleled how you were in class. And, and I'm, it seems like you had a desire to have more of a participatory participatory role in things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always was like, well, let's just hurry and go just get it over with. Like it is what it is. Um, but I'm like, no, I don't want that like attention or anything. I don't want to embarrass myself, but Mm -hmm. I know Yeah, that embarrassing yourself. Kind of like, um, when like the class would read like a paragraph or a sentence, I'd be that kid going like, figure out like, okay, I'm okay. I'm going to be this number count mm. down the line. Okay. This is mine. And I'd read it like four or five times. Cause I didn't want to stutter. Cause I, I had a horrible reading level cause I don't, I don't read books. So, so it was more of a confidence fear thing, confidence fear thing. I didn't want to embarrass myself, sit there and be like the simple word or something. Just stutter. What was your friend group like? Um, so I, I had one friend gro- um, grown up pretty much from as early as I can remember just across the street. We we're like best friends. He was like my little brother. We we're always hanging out. And then, um, he went to a, my dad went to a fly fishing class and he had a son just a year, year older than me. And I, he brought me up. He's like, Hey, come meet, come meet. His name was Finn. He's like, come meet Finn. He's a year older than you. I think you guys get along. I go up and they're in the attic playing, uh, what was it? Battlefront two on the PS two. And I'm sitting there just like super quiet, just kind of mind my own thing. His older brother looks at me, like, you want to have a try? And I was like, yeah. So that sparked that whole friendship. We've been, we were friends all through high school till he went off to college. And then I had another group of friends, which we were, I don't know, I was definitely a loser. Wow. I wasn't really going anywhere. We didn't really do much. We sat there. You played, uh, we Xbox. played Xbox. I remember my summer between freshmen and sophomore year, I would wake up, go down, turn on my Xbox. I would play Xbox all day, all day till it was dark. And then I'd go to bed and do the same thing every single day. Then I friend like, oh, let's go mountain bike. Go, go mountain bike. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this, dude. Like, I haven't done any physical activity besides walking up to the stairs to my bedroom at <laughs> night. I've been playing Xbox every single day. And do you remember this, Dallas? Oh, yeah. Well, Trudy and I had many discussions about yeah, well, I would like to hear some of those discussions for a moment because this is this is definitely well, something to talk about. I mean, as being a parent, you, yeah. you're on the outside and seeing, and you you know you always want better things for your kids, and we could see the path that he was going, and he wasn't doing very well in school, and he had this group of friends that um, they were in the same path, and so we were always like trying things to get him away from the Xbox. You weren't trying things. You were doing things. You were doing anything you could to get him away from the Xbox. Yeah. Anything. And that that was the big thing of the pushing to, for any sport or any, anything to be involved with. I don't care if it was the band or football, but you're going to be part of something. Well, you know, there's been lots of studies that we've been, you know, following and listening to. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of, of just information out there now about it and some of the things that it creates and, and talking about the blue screens and stuff and whether it's our phones or computer screens and especially gaming and things like that, where it does release those chemicals and there's that great feeling that comes from that. But it also uh, has a big, you know, piece of where a lot of the anxiety and, and, and even depression derive from. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's just a lack of, of drive or a lack of initiative because 
it just doesn't, it, it takes it away almost. It right. takes away, obviously, social interaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you didn't have any social interaction at all. You had a, like we are right now, you had a speaker and headphones on. And, yeah, they got their headphones, they're talking to each yeah. other. They haven't not seen even each other in months. Yeah, looking at each other on the screen. They're, they're next door neighbors. Exactly. But they're, but they're gaming with each other all day. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's all he did. And so we were pushing, and thank goodness for lacrosse, because it was, it saved Spencer and that group of friends that he created there. Yeah, I mean, I say it over and over again, you know, the martial arts for my kids, absolutely game changer. Everybody's like, oh, you got such amazing kids. Yes, they are. And I can, I can take very little credit of how they got there because it's the people they were around and what they were doing. And so when I, when we talk about these things, it's really a shout out to all the parents out there and the kids that get doing something. You know, if you're a parent and you're stuck in this place, it's literally about finding that, that thing, whatever it is that's doing, that's physically active, right? And getting the kids engaged in those things. And even if it means us as parents getting engaged with them, that's what it's going to take to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. So lacrosse became a game changer for you. Yeah. Um, I had like, I still, I, for the first little bit, I still had that same group of friends, but then I'd like my lacrosse friends and stuff, you know, we'd, we'd like see each other practice like before practice, like, Oh, what's up? kind of thing but they all they all went to a different um junior high than me I, I think i was the only one on the team that went to the junior high i did and yeah it was up till what the summer the summer between sophomore and junior year um just out of the blue one of my teammates called me and said kill like you want to come hang out i think you'd get along with my me and my friends and uh it, the rest is history. We've been friends since since then. You were all together last night at a wedding. We're yeah, to one of them. They just got, got married. He just got married. A few of them are getting married this summer too. So it's kind of that timing. Yeah, you're not in a hurry though. Um, yeah, Felt you know, like it'd, be, it'd be it'd uh... be. <laughs> it feels like that here in Utah. Does it feels like everybody else is getting married? What's going on with me? Why am I not yeah. there yet? And it's like, don't get in a hurry. Yeah, remember, remember the the line from from class: trust the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, relax, have some patience, trust the process. Yeah, and um, I've always told myself, I'm like, well, I've got flight benefits through my mom till I'm 24 or married, whatever comes first. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk that till I'm 24. So I'm not <laughs> getting if married. Because you get married before, I lose you lose them. your flight benefits. Yeah, I, the free flight benefits. <laughs> so I always told, I'm like, I'm not getting married till at least 24. And now it's it's coming up. I'm like, dang, I haven't dated someone in, since fi- in five years. So one of the things that stood out to me that I, I really didn't know and uh, be awesome to talk about you because of those flight benefits and because of your family, you've had an opportunity to do a lot of traveling. Yeah, a ton, a ton. I was the other day I was counting out like all the countries I've been to and states. I think I've been to more, more countries than I have states and you know, I'll take that. What has that given you from a perspective? Um, you can see how other things are like around the world and stuff and um, you, you, especially with social media, everyone thinks that the, all these other countries are like, oh my goodness, like, why isn't our country like this? And I'm like, well, go, go over there, go over there, go, go see what it's like, go live there. And you'll realize it's a pretty good country. We're we, in. we live in a great oh, country. We live in a great country. Yep. Yeah. So, so what are some of the places you guys have been? We just got back from Estonia and Poland. And Netherlands. Uh, Netherlands, yeah. You uh, mm. you went to Iceland with your mother. Iceland in March. And then and, uh, Paris several times. Italy. Italy several times. Greece, Turkey. Uh, Greece. Turkey. Yeah, when I grow up, 
We're going to Greece, aren't we, Jeff? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, well, yeah, we are. Germany, you went to England, like a couple. Uh, yeah, Scotland, England. Um, it's amazing. You're 23 yeah. years old and you're naming off everybody's bucket list of places to go in their lifetime. Yeah, there's, at, at 23, right? Yeah. So at, at 23, Dallas, how many places had you been in this world? We hadn't been that many places, have we? <laughs> yeah. We, 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 nowhere. Right? Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah, and and, and so from a perspective place, that was a gift that was given to you by your by your parents. Yeah, and um, the, it's just popping up. We said Italy. Um, with that group of friends that I was with, like in the beginning, um, he actually had his one of them lived with his grandparents, and his uh, grandpa had a buddy that was from it, from Italy, and he was overstaying um, staying at their place for like the whole summer, and I had just learned a game called Scopa. And it's an Italian card game that we learned when we were over there. And I'm like, hey, by chance, do you know this game called Scopa? He's like, oh, yeah, dude. He's like, you know how to play? And I was like, yeah, just learned over in Italy. He comes over and he's like, all right. So we taught him how to play and we're playing. And he was so fast. I'm like, this is crazy. They're like. Because that's his game. That's his game. Yeah. yeah just, he's like, let me show you how this is done, exactly. son. Yeah. And sitting there playing with my family. Some people are like, all right, what, what is this card again? With him, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. I can't even think this fast. It's like card games in my home. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, capital or going back a little bit to what Jeff was talking about and in that high school, those high school years, what are some of the other things you had going on? You know, self-talk and, and some of the ways you looked at yourself, even though we're highlighting all this amazing support mm-hmm. that you had, the gifts that you were given, you know, the solid family unit, your sister, lacrosse, mm-hmm. these great friends, and yet still talking about being the kid that didn't want to speak up, being the kid that was struggling in school and, you know, really not taking the initiative. Yeah. Right? Didn't have the discipline, taking the initiative, even though you were brought up and taught to work hard. Yeah. Right? But but those things weren't really showing up. You mm-hmm. knew about all these things. Yeah. It was just putting them to use. Yeah, I think um, I think most of it, pretty much up to until um, I got my friends that I'm with now. Um, I, I definitely think I was bullied all the way up to from like junior high to sophomore year of high school, and that's I think that's part of the reason why I wouldn't want to go first. Let's talk about the bullying for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. What did that What did that look like? Sound like? Feel like? What were? How did that show up for you? Um, well, I, I was a kid that would, would, would wear sports shorts and like a t-shirt year long and year round in the snow round. and everything. Yep. Flip flops. <laughs> and, um, or people, sandals, whatever they call them. Whatever yeah. They are now. Um, so yeah, people, people would like make fun of me, like what I was wearing and stuff. There were some kids that would try to, if I was like caught out in the hallway during class when no one's out, like teachers and stuff, they try to shove me in a locker but I was too they big. They tried to. They were they were sh- working to shove you in a locker. Yeah, but I was but too big. Fit. Yeah, I didn't fit. So I was like, okay, like, look what you're doing. And I just sit there. Yeah, but how did it feel? I mean, you're it, you're a big kid, and yeah, yeah, this is still happening to you. Yeah, it sucked because you know, come come down to it, words words do hurt in ways. I definitely have learned to just uh, support. Like it is what it is. Like well, now it just rolls off. Yeah. Me. Um, but back then it, re- it really, it really affected me. I definitely think that was, um, part of me not wanting to do it. I just wanted to hold back, do my own thing. You know, I got me and my friends that's okay. Kind of okay made you that. go into a shell. 
yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was in a shell. Yeah. I was in a shell. Even at the beginning of these new friends, I was in a shell. And um, really, I think when I started dating this girl in high school is what, when I really broke out of that shell and started started to not care like what other people were uh, saying about me behind my back or anything. So yeah, but and so um, how how often? Did you deal with that sort of a thing in high school? Was it on a pretty regular basis, daily, you know, just here and there? Um, but it'd be every other day because it would be like this certain group. And cause we had like an A day, B day schedule. So uh-huh. you had different classes. Um, so it'd be really like every other day. So it'd be sometimes three times a week or two times a week. It just all depends. Yes. Yeah. See, I was, I, I was just curious on that because we, all of us, when we were younger had wise guys for friends that mm-hmm. pulled stuff like that. I remember friends of mine coming through the hallways when classes were exchanging, knocking books out of my hands or, or other kids' hands and knocking you down into the garbage can. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it takes it obviously to a whole other level for you individually, mm-hmm. you know, when it's happening so often like that. So my question for you is today bullying shows up in so many other ways. Yeah. Today it's a lot of the social media and people hiding behind, hiding behind their screen, hiding behind their screens doing the bullying. Yeah. Cause you you get, um, I know there was my, my senior year, one of my best friends, the actually the same friend that, uh, invited me to just come hang out with him and his friends, his younger brother, was getting picked on by these two kids and i was like i was a lot bigger i was one of the bigger kids um at my high school um there was definitely big kid, ugh, kids bigger than me but um this kid he was skin and bone like a hundred pounds soaking wet there was these, me in high school and these kids were picking on him and i was sitting there in a class and he was just walking out kind of like head down i'm like yo dude what's up and he's like these kids are making fun of me and i'm like who are they i'm like yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'm a senior. They're sophomore. It's like, what are they gonna do to me? I'll tell my. I'll tell everyone. All the boys will go. We'll go teach them a lesson. Like you don't. You don't pick on them. And so um, he's like, well, that's actually them right now. And I was like, all right. So I went. I confronted them. And they're like, oh crap. There's a kid bigger than than us. Um, getting all like in our faces, like telling them. So I, I defended him and stuff. And um, did you find it was easier for you to defend him than it was yourself? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, that, that's my one of my best friends, younger brother. I'm not going to see him get around. Because especially seeing what I, because I was, I was that guy. I was that guy, and I didn't want to see that happening. So I was, I was, I had to stand up for him. And um, his, uh, his dad actually thank, thanked us because we there was a, a few other people that were picking on him. We went and set him straight. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, so you're great you friends still today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Most, um, I hear a lot of friend groups that are out of high school, you know, they go off, do their own thing and stuff. And they're not really friends anymore. Like they'll chit chat every once in a while, but no, we, we're still talk to each other every single day, give yourself, give each other crap, just all fun and games. But yeah, we were all together, uh, last night for one of their weddings. So you think back to that friend group and all those people and, and rolling kind of through high school and you learning to move from being the person that was bullied, right? Yeah. To now standing up for other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, what would you tell the listeners out there? Because, you know, there's people everywhere today being bullied. Yeah. You know, what would you, what would your advice be to someone who is watching something like that happen or is aware of something like that happening? 
Um, def- uh, Whether to themselves or others. Um, if it if you see it happening, or you could speak up, of course. Maybe if you, if it's not like your thing to confront, so go tell an adult. Because um, I I I don't really have anyone to like. There are people like see me getting shoved, try to get shoved in a locker, and they just walk away. Watch they, it happen. Watch it happen. And um, seeing a lot today, a lot of people bystanders will just film it. They they won't. They don't care. And they're like, oh, this is funny. Like we'll just watch it. I mean, you it. watch a lot of it now, right? It's yeah. on it's on YouTube. Yeah, there's I'm, like TikToks. Everybody thinks oh, it's TikTok. great, and and I see something like that, and I can't help but think how it's not okay yeah there was you know that there's there's someone that's being hurt yeah um freaking tiktok i'm i'm addicted to that thing yeah um but uh the other day the other week there was a there was a tiktok about this little kid about my same age when i was getting bullied was that went up to a um house was just asking it was all over a ring doorbell recording and the kid was like holding back tears like Trying, he went up to the door. Was like, "Hey, I need new friends. Do you know of anyone?" And they're like, "Oh, well, there's these kids right next door." And they're like, "Oh, well, they're not really my friends anymore. They make fun of me and like beat me up." And it was less like it was about brought a tear to my eye just because I was that guy. And it was it it sucks. It sucks when you think your friends are your friends, but they're just really just there to pick on you and make them look cooler. You know, so, I say those are the things that haunt those people mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. That that, that behavior and those the way they treat people. You yeah, know, people don't ever. They always remember how we make them feel. Yeah, and um, it really it takes once you identify that you can once if you identify it, you just got to cut them out. Cut them out because it gets you in a pretty dark space and stuff. The horrible thoughts come to your mind, which you don't need that, especially at a young age. Or even really at any part of your life. So that's a lot of, a lot of the self-talk really derived from was how other people treated you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And if you're if you're bigger than them and you know that, they're just like, they just got a few of them. One thing, there was one kid. I, I knew I was bigger than him, but he would have like one or two of his buddies with him. that They were all still smaller, like a foot smaller than me. I just, one day, it just like, they pushed me far enough that I, I, I snapped and I, I swung at him. And like, oh goodness, like this guy's actually got a fight in him. And after that, they 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 stopped. You I, you know, violence isn't the key, but I kicked I kicked one of their butts and they never messed with me again. So you think back to, to high school and did you guys know any of this was going on? So, yeah, yeah. A little so. bit of the bullying you knew was happening. Yes. And when, and what do you do about that? You know, obviously we're not Monday morning quarterbacking, but it's like in the in that moment in time, what are the thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, you just got to ignore it, walk away. You yeah, know, that's the he, communication you have going on with him. Yeah, because uh, you know it. You know it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, we neither. One, yeah, Trudy and I, neither one of us knew that it mattered. But trying to convince your your son that it doesn't matter. That eventually they're going to grow up and as well and and realize that it was stupid to do that um but to give your your son the the confidence to to look him in the eye and say stop um it takes it takes a lot for him because they've been pushed around for a long time yeah and it's it's those it really does hurt you know those are things that they start to carry around in a backpack and and if people when people tell us something enough all of a sudden, we start to believe those things they're telling us. You do. I had the same thing when I was, I don't know, grade school. I had a kid that was always pushing and always. In. 
pushing me around. And my mom's like, you just got to double up your fist and hit him as hard as you can in the nose. And one day, that's what happened. And it never happened again. And it never happened from anybody else ever. But it wasn't really the fact that you ever had to fight anyone else again. It was the fact that you had the confidence to stand up for yourself exactly. from that moment forward. And it only took uh, two seconds. And yeah, and I, it and I think that's the, the deal of stand, standing your ground. And, yeah. and the thing about social media is that's where our, all of the um, uh, teens or so many young uh, you know, boys and girls today, they tie their, their who they are to that social media and the people they have on social media. And when those attacks come, mm-hmm. they come hot and heavy. And there's no real way to protect from it without cutting off that which is so important to them right and you know it's easier to walk away from someone than it is to cut off the social media chain especially when you have so many days of never missing your snapchat or whatever that is you know snap streaks yeah snap streaks man and i and i think on social media the the attacking is just so much more extreme because they can hide, hide behind hiding, their screen. Yeah, yeah, they're not face-to-face. Yeah, I think with the whole hiding behind the screen with COVID, like when school was shut down, they couldn't, so they, they did it behind the screen and they kind of like got confident behind the screen. So I think if it um, was in person, I don't, of course, I don't think it, it's a fact. They wouldn't be as, as a girl, uh, can't speak, as aggressive or as, and stuff with it. And um, yeah, social media has definitely been, um, huge thing I've seen in bullying and stuff. People are like, um, Oh, well look at this person. So it's, and it's or perfect. the judgment you're judging yeah. yourself based judging. on what somebody else posts on social media. Yeah, like, man, I wish I, I wish like, like me and that's I've been in and out of going to the gym. Super. Just I'm like, Oh, like with all my friends, they, they like would skyrocket and process. And there's like in progress and there's me. I'm like, I'm, I still look fat. I still look fat. And I'm like, I may be able to lift a, a few more pounds, but I'm like, like I can lift more than them, but for some reason I don't look like them. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, so that, there's definitely like confidence, um, not a confidence booster. And I kind of like fell off going and stuff. Cause I just get busy with work too. In the summertime, I'm like, oh, it's hot at work. I've been outside all day. I don't want to go to the gym. You know, we had a young lady in, uh, come on the podcast and she talked about her parents. Absolutely. Just, no way we're going to let her have social media. And, and at first it was a big, big thing for her. And at the point she was on the podcast, she was talking about what a blessing it was. She just doesn't have any of that stuff in her life. It doesn't exist. And because it doesn't exist, she doesn't know what she's missing. And because she doesn't know what she's missing, she doesn't have that loss or that feeling of something's being taken. And yeah. she just gets to live her life and do her things. And she's very physically active. But as you go through high school, and you finally land the plane, if you will, and you graduate high school. Is that a surprise that you made it through that? Not, not a surprise, but it was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, it's a fight. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think um, all the way up to senior year, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't care what my GPA is. I don't care what my GPA is. I don't care if I, I graduate. Think, I think. Dad, how am I, how am I going to use this exactly? You explain to me how I'm going to use this in my life. Well, <laughs> yeah, and we exactly. pushed them for so long to, you got to graduate, you got to get to college, but what are you going to do when you get to college? And that was a process too, of, you know, and it's actually Dax Bedouin that got him hooked on safety. There was an internship at high school that Spencer took and Dax, uh, took him on and uh, helped him through a semester. And that's why he is going into safety. 
So again, it became, it became that one person. It became their mentor. And and often it's not mom and dad again, you know, mom and dad don't know anything. You know, what do we, what do we know? But you find that one person. We love Dax, but you find, Mm -hmm. you find Dax and, and all of a sudden what happened? What was the shift? Um, well, I was like, I, I hate school. I still hate school. School sucks. Um, some people love it. I don't know. Every day of school. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd much rather work and make money than be going to school. You're still going to school, money. even if you're working, yeah. making money, you just <laughs> yeah. get paid to go to school. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I, I know part of me like wanted I'm like, well, I'm like, I want to be able to still live my life how I've been growing up, like traveling in the world and stuff. I'm like, but I, I don't want to work for the airlines. So I'm like, I got to figure out something to, that will pay that much to be able to do that. So I, I yeah, I've got the around. plan until I'm 24, but after that, I'm yeah. on my own. Mm-hmm. So I, I toured with the idea of med school. My dad's like, that's stupid. You want to go? <laughs> you want to go to another like 10 years of school after the four of college? I'm like, you're right. I hate school. Yeah. And um, Dax was telling me when I was doing the internship, told me about all the opportunities, all the places where he, um, where the job can take. Well, I'm like, that's sweet. I'm like, he's like, four years of school. I'm like, all right. So I was sold on that. And then um, I didn't ever look at the classes really. I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Like, you're focused on the outcome. Yeah, I'm like yeah. the outcome. You know, yep. seeing the money that they pay, and I'm yep. like, yeah, I'm didn't for look it. at the curriculum at all. Yeah, yeah. tell really like. Last year, I had it all printed out. I think I found he printed out like the pr- curriculum and not because he was like, what class did you take? I was like, I don't know. I got to go with my counselor. I don't know what the next class is. So I was looking out and reading. I'm like, are you kidding me? I got to take this class for this? I'm like, this is why? Why? <laughs> well, and, welcome to being an adult. Why? <laughs> why? Um. So and all my friends are like, dude, that doesn't make sense. Like, construction safety kind of because that's not just how i'd explain what i'd want to do they're like you got to take these like anatomy classes for this and i'm like yeah well, you, it doesn't you, make first sense. of all you're 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 getting this from dax who who's like the google of this subject oh dude yeah. man's a mastermind yeah. when it comes so to this. smart yeah he retains so much uh-huh. shit, though. so um but yeah when he i was sold on on it and i i enjoy it yeah um you enjoy it now um, yeah, um, I haven't really done much that like the things I've done in safety has been, been fun. What, uh, Dax has been able to like throw my way and, um, uh, help out. Well, just speaking with, up on the job site, just speaking. Yeah. A lot or, of things or you're willing to speak up and we will have every morning we'll have a safety meeting and I'm always down to lead it. Like, I, I don't care. Like people like, I don't want to fill out the team book. I'm like, dude, I got this. Yeah. Five minutes. And if they do, they take like 20 minutes to fill it out. And it's like halfway done. It's just like they pencil whipped it. I'm like, guys, this is, this is not how you do this stuff. Um, it's back to the JFDI. Yeah. So let's talk about JFDI for a minute before uh-huh. we dive into what you're doing right now. So you were given a gift. How, how, how did they, how was that gift presented to you of the opportunity to go to team leadership breakthrough? Um, I definitely, uh, JFDI, I had, I had the JFDI keychain on yeah. my keys for, for a while before going to class um no okay so how i when got you were, it from when the you, class when you were given the gift of being able to attend that class how uh-huh. was that gift presented to you um 
I used to go to the plant, like on a platter, like, here you go, you're going to this class. <laughs> and I'm like, Dallas is laughing so I'm hard. Like, right what now. is this? I had no idea what it was. He's like, oh, yeah, you got to leave your phone. I'm like, what? I, that was, I was kind of still into those snap streak stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to lose my snap streaks. Like, I've got one up in the 600s. You know how long that is? But it's crazy. We're like, don't even know what that is. Who cares? <laughs> You're going to class. Yeah. yeah How was the gift presented to you, Dallas? The, my gift? Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, it, it would occur, you know, you're like, Hey, you're nominated for this class. When's it going to work? What blah, blah, blah. And I avoided it. It was presented to me when I worked for Reynolds and Brett Nielsen was on me and he's like, you got to go. You got to go. I go, I'm not joining that cult. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. not. And 20 years later, here it is. And, you know, I'm uh, wrapped in a different package. And it isn't at all what I thought it was going to be. I mean, to a point, but. Did it make it, you excited to go with, with Spencer? Was that like something that was part of it? Well, I think just being a part of it and thinking if I had to go to Las Vegas and do it on my own. There, there was a point up there at Daniel's Summit that I was like, man, I, I'm struggling here. And Spence is just like, God, you're just being old and a wimp. And you need to pick it up. This stuff is easy. And I'm like, oh, man. And so he kicked me back in. And I was just like, okay, we're, we're just getting this done and over with. You know, because it was, it was hard. There was parts of it. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And But looking back at it now, it really wasn't that hard. No. But no, in it, the moment, it's a, it's a long week <laughs> for 48 hours. Yeah. But when you, were you excited to go with your dad? Once, um, once that was like, a, yeah, I was a like, known... I was like, Oh, little, little trip with my dad, you know, yeah, you guys go on trips together all Dax, over the world. Dax was in uh, the group with his boy. And I was like, all right, I'll know someone. And if even in uh, someone Weston in my class, he ended up marrying my, our, my cousin. So he's kind of part of the family now. Wow. So, um, so you find yourself on a, on a bus ride to Daniel summit Yeah. and you get up there and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been there. I was like, this is a cool place. It is. And, um, and I was like, great. I, I'm like, I hope, I hope no my phone, room, no phone. I'm like, great. I hope my roommate's cool. But I'm like, but with my luck, he's not going to be cool. And I, I don't remember his name, but he, he was pretty, he was actually pretty, pretty chill. Um, but I remember, I forget the two girls, but they like, look, it's like when it's bedtime, you go into your room, you don't leave. And it was, I think it was the night before graduation. Yeah. We, half of us, we all snuck out. You guys were in the hot tub, hot tub. Yeah. And then after the hot yep. tub, we, if, uh, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it, one of those girls was Abby it, Robinson. It, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it still gives me PTSD to this day. But uh, yeah, that that actually did happen, and uh, it's it's a regular subject. Uh, you know, yep. Bill, you tell you board meetings today. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was it was it was it was innocent. There wasn't anything that was no, but you know, the, it was it was it was a celebration night. It was yeah. yeah. But the kid that you know was part of that. Yeah, he is part of the family. That's at Weston. Yeah, and he is. He's our niece's husband now, and we laugh about it. So I want to talk about a little bit of that process with you. Just to unpack it. What what. What was it like for you seeing there should break through? Um, it was, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, I'm not going to open up to these strangers. And, uh, sure enough, I think uh, by the end of the end of day one, I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out yeah. in front of all these strangers. The big guy. And, um, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember one thing that stuck with me with the cloud. JFDI definitely stuck with me. Um, I think it was the it was the the last little segment before we go into like the screaming matches when <laughs> across like the courtyard. Well, I was your first half of final. Um, yeah, where you had to like get up and like yeah, give your speech. Yeah, for yeah. like five minutes, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, oh, I got this. Got up there, it was the very first one, and I sit there and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, just mumbling kind of stuff, and then I saw I just broke down. I was like, I can't do this, and then you stepped in, and it's like, dang, <laughs> I can hear a pin drop in this thing in this room. Like you guys got to like cheer everyone on, and then it was just a constant like cheering people on for the past like 45 minutes. Well, yeah, the, the five, your five minutes is the easy part. Yeah. It's the other, whatever, 15, oh. 16 that you have to cheer on and support. And clap. It, it, it's exhausting. It's an, it's an yeah. emotional explosion on several different levels. But when, you know, I was in, again, in, in Dallas's class and that was probably the most fulfilling moment for me was the one that you're talking about because the feeling afterwards of when you're done is just on a whole other level. Yeah, you just, whew, just right. a release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's. It's like, oh my heck, all the pressure and everything is gone. You, you think back to I'm class done. when you heard over and over again, whatever. If it happens here, it's happening everywhere else in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about going through high school and talking about the one that's sitting back on those bleachers of life and watching things happen. And then you start to step up and protect other people, but you're not quite there for yourself yet. Right. It's existing, but it's not there yet. And as you go through that class, there's a lot of opportunity to fail Uh and then do it again, do it again. Right. Have some fun. Yeah. Learn about other people in your class and how similar you were. What were some of the similarities you had? Um, I know we, we, uh, there was one activity you, you would just get someone, you'd stare at them for like yeah. a few minutes. And I just remember, I'm like, this guy kind of looks familiar. Like I knew him before, but we all, we're all kind of all the same, same, all same age, pretty much. We all kind of had our insecurities and we all just kind of opened up to each other and it just made us all stronger bond together. Yeah, that vulnerability is what really yeah. created the bond, right? Yeah. Um, then we, uh, we made a, someone made in the class made a Snapchat group chat. And of course, no one says a word in it anymore. But I was going through all like my group chats that I'm in. I'm like, oh, group like, oh, what was it? 17 something. 70, seven, seven something, seven. Yeah. 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 But I was like, oh, you gotta go. throw, you gotta throw something out on on when you get done tonight. You gotta throw something out on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, just, to, just be like, yo, just to, well, I, I know I'm still friends with um a few of them, um of course Jackson, um and then who was it? Another girl. I I can't. I don't know what her name was. It starts with a K. I I'd, I'd butcher it even if I saw it trying to pronounce it. And you wouldn't be trying to. You would be. Yeah. Um, and then, but as you got done with that, that process and what were some of the things you gained for yourself from the class? Um, confidence myself just to, um, you know, just go out at JFDI, just, just do it. Like it, um, if it doesn't, if the outcome isn't what you expected, like it is what it is, it's behind you. You can improve on it. Um, learn from your mistakes. Um, and nobody's perfect. 
Was, and you're going to get through everything. Yeah. Just want baby steps if you need to. Want. Did you have more respect and gratitude for your family after? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When we, uh, you had us ride on the, on a board that we'd snap later. Um, mine was gratitude. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, had a lot more gratitude towards my parents and my sister too. And, and, and the amazing thing is, is that information isn't given to you. Like you're not told those things. Those are, that's an awareness that you have through that process. And, and gifts that the people in your life have given you over and over and over again. And then you have that awareness and it doesn't take years and years of life or loss to figure that out. Mm -hmm. That's one of the greatest gifts that's given to the teenagers going through this training, because what was your takeaways from, from leadership breakthrough one Dallas? I, I, so my biggest fear was, uh, well, first of all, I'm not the goofy, strange, just get... Oh, so you loved winning the lottery. Yeah, the, the 50 million, not me. And and still today, I struggle with that. And, um, but I, I work on it and, I, you know, I wear, I don't know. I, 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 tr- I love my tie-dyes and all that, but I would never wear them except like the fishing or the concerts. But now I just throw them on, head to the grocery store. And yeah. I, I'm that guy now. Yeah, but basketball I still, shorts and tie dyes. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Adam yeah, um, but I always avoided the public speaking and getting up. And always, I would even at work, it'd be like, "Oh, I got a phone call. I got to go." Is yeah, anyone but me. Yeah, and my very first public speaking uh, was my father's funeral, and that was fourteen years ago, and. After going through the whole process, I don't have a problem with it. It's just getting up there and talking. It's just JFDI. It is. It's just get up and do it. it it's no one's going to make fun of you or no one. I mean, because they're all feeling the same way. Yep. And so just get up there and do it. It's not a big deal. And, and I, I just think the confidence and just breaking down those walls that we've all that we all had that uh, it, it did. It helped. And. And I, I, I have to do it all the time at work. I got to get up and you get to, I get to. Yeah. I, and it's not a big deal. And so do you Spencer, you get to get up at work. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in the mornings and then we're all kind of just like in our own equipment or something, but what, what project are you on right now? Um, it's uh Wasatch Peaks ranch up in, um, P- Peterson. But so there was one time right after you're up at orientation at college, your mother and I are with you and you head off to do your thing. Y'all got a number because you're all in the same group and there's a kid and he's over there in the shadows and who notices him over there in the shadows? Spencer. And yeah, we're sitting there. We're uh, in line for lunch and this kid's just sitting there um, head down and stuff. And I'm like, Hey, what's your name, dude? He tells me his name and going. I'm like, that name looks sounds familiar to me. I'm like, I, I don't know. Well, I'll talk to him some more. I was like, I was like, you got anyone to eat lunch with? He's like, no. Like, I like, where's your orientation group? He's like, oh, they, they, I don't know where they're at. I'm like, dude, come with us. And um, so he came, ate lunch with us, started opening up and stuff. We were talking. I'm like, I'm like, what's your name again? He told me, and I'm like, I have an, I have an Eric as a roommate. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to pull up my my uh, thing. Actually, I'm like, dude, we're roommates. And he's like, wow. no way. Uh, the guy came be, 
um, came out to be like the most popular kid at Utah State. Like it, you could ask me like, oh, do you know this person? They're like, oh yeah, I know him. He doesn't want like, yeah, I was his roommate. Freshman year. <laughs> They're like, no way. They're like, and you could, you could be on the other side of the quad and you'd hear him. He's, he's just like a loud guy. He loves everyone. He'll say hi. If he's never seen you before, he'll go up and talk to you. He'll introduce himself, like invite you to something. And yeah, he was just, he uh, grew to be an awesome person. So after you graduated, there's a couple more things we definitely want to unpack before, before, you know, we let you go home. But um, after you got out of high school, you had a plan. Yeah, um, plan was to right after high school. Was, plan was um, all really. I was my only friend. There was one other friend that wasn't going out on a mission, and uh, I wasn't even a member of the church at that time. Um, and I was like, "Well, I was like, what do you? What's your plan?" She's like, "I don't know. He just stayed home and worked. Um, I don't even know what he did. He just stayed at home and worked." Um, but so, but yeah, I had my plan, go to Utah state, you know, study there for, uh, four years and get going into the real life, be done with school, go make the big bucks. And that's that. And then what I'm trying to think it was, um, that actually the same dude that at orientation for school was like, Hey dude, like he just got off his mission three days before orientation. And I'm like, you're going to school. Like, aren't you still a little weird? Like in your missionary <laughs> thing. And, um, he, he, uh, ended up meeting with the missionaries like, yo, I have a roommate and he told me and stuff. And I'd met with the missionaries and stuff before. And I, I just happened to be the only one in my family, um, not a member because yeah, just, um, cause that wasn't for you. Um, well, you in the church, you get baptized at eight and you know, you just do what your parents did. And we just kind of, you know, wanted to, uh, well, oh, you, your mother and I really weren't active. Yeah, they, and, yeah. and, and, and they never pushed I, it. I'm not right now either. Yeah. But we gave you and your sister the choice. If the you want to do it, then you're going to do it. Yeah. And we're not going to pressure you into something. It's your life. And I was like, and even back when I was younger, I, I hated going to church. So I was like, those three hours suck. Like, uh, no, nah, so I never did it. And then... um you find yourself in this place find myself in this place you know got some amazing roommates friends that are members and listen to all my friends is uh farewells before they go on talks i was sitting there it was actually like and and of course my girlfriend at the time and her family had a huge influence on it um i still remember she invited me to go she's like you want to come attend church with me so i was like yeah okay of course i uh, like yeah and then her her parents are like, yeah, he's not interested in the church. He's just interested in our daughter. And and that that was most of it. I, they were mostly right, but also I always had that feeling um, that you know maybe maybe I do belong here with it. And um, but I was like, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. But it was really, I can't remember exactly what um, he said. It really what my friend Dylan said at all, but it was his, his farewell talk. And I was sitting there, I was like, God, this is, you know, I think this is the part that's missing in my life right now. Um, so yeah. And then, so that, that kind of sparked the moment and stuff. And, you know, I had this experience going up to Bear Lake for work. Cause I was working that summer up at Bear Lake. Um, I had this whole, I'm like, Holy cow. And I texted him. I'm like, dude, dude, they're like, that's, that's the Holy ghost thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then the next day missionaries are sitting at my truck at my work truck. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, we're, we're, uh, just, we're missionaries, of course. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know what you got, who you guys are. And they're like, so 
like, why are you sitting next to my truck? And he's like, I don't know. We kind of just had a feeling to stop here. And I told him the whole experience that I had. And they're like, told me the same thing. I'm like, all right. Okay, that, that answers that. And then it kind of like, you know, went on the back burner um, until, until, until college. And my roommate, Eric, he uh, gave the missionaries my phone number. And they called me. And I'm like, yo, they're like, we'd like to meet you. And then met him it was just boom 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 the whole process and i was like yeah and i i was i was scared to actually tell my parents i'm like i'm i was all thrilled to tell my sister i was like berkeley like i'm getting baptized she's like what like that's crazy she told everyone but my parents up to this point and then I, i'm like I'm like, oh, okay i probably should tell my parents like I don't, I don't know how they feel about this so I call my mom and my mom, you know, just like, are you sure like you want to do this? Are you, are you sure you're not doing it for like your girlfriend and whatever? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like maybe a little, maybe like a little smidge. But, the exact same thing my mom would tell me. But, um, but I'm like, no, no, I think this, I think this is right. Um, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm okay with it. And, and then I'm like, great. Not now my dad's next. I'm like, I don't know how to tell him. And I think how he found out was I was sitting, I was sitting, in my room and I had the pamphlets and stuff that they do with each lesson. And my dad's like, what is this? I'm like, Oh, I'm like, well, cat's out of the bag now. Let's unfold it. And yeah, it's just, it was a whole thing and stuff. And I was like, just, just respect my, um, decision on this. That's all I asked. Like, you don't have to like, you know, like treat me differently or anything. Just, just, just have, just give me respect for it. And, you know, it took, it took him a night to like think about it and stuff. He called me and apologized how he, it was all good and stuff. And it was, I still remember my, the day that I was baptized. It was awesome. Had, um, thought it was just going to be a small, like little group, like some friends and families. I walk in the room, it's packed. And I was just blown away. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I don't even know, like you guys knew this, but I guess that, I guess my mom was, you know, doing her Facebook groups, doing whatever. mom things, doing mom yep. things, getting proud, it already. Proud, proud mom, doing proud mom things. Um, and stuff. And yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I remember that day. It was like, it was yesterday. It was, it was a good time. Um, and then at that point I was like, I'm, I'm not doing a mission. Like mission's not my thing. And then <laughs> one day I was just sitting there. I'm like, ah. Oh. You know, I think, I think I want to serve a mission. So it's like, all right. And I'm like, now I got to tell my parents that. And so I'm like, Hey guys, like, I don't even know how it brought up, but I'm like, I think I want to serve a mission. And they went ballistic. They're like, Oh my goodness. Like, what about school? Like you're already a year in, like you got to go to school. You got to finish school in four years. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to go, I'm going to go serve a two year mission. Took a little bit. They're like, all right, like if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Um, and so I went, went on that, freaking got sick, ate, ate the red chicken in the Mexico MTC. People like, it's not a thing, but no, it's, it's a thing. Don't eat the red chicken. <laughs> uh, got super sick and I called my dad. I'm like, dad, I'm, I'm sick. Like the doctor here only speaks Spanish and I know how to say hello and goodbye. That is it. I don't know what he's telling me. He's giving me this bottle and pills that's supposed to make me better and it's not working. And he's like, toughen up like you're not coming home like if you come home you're staying kind of thing and that was my thing I'm like if i ever go home i'm not going I'm, I'm not going back out so one and done thing so i don't know if i could say goodbye again and then covid hit like do the whole mission call mission the whole group on zoom like yeah we're uh you guys are going home and i'm like what They're like we don't know when it could be from in two days to three months all depends and then 
then they got word like all right the world the world's shutting down borders are closing so we got to get you guys home and those we were in quarantine for like two weeks and it was fun we uh we definitely broke some rules um <laughs> just the, like uh, the last day of <laughs> yeah leaders should break through exactly. yeah my um my my companion kind of ju- pattern here yeah this guy yeah <laughs> kind of justified it he's like well it well it's um language study you know we're gonna download these movies in english with spanish subtitles and then um download them in spanish with english subtitles and you know watch them and and surprisingly it helped a little bit and i was just really getting like to start to know the spanish language understand be able to speak to them and then the like it just got ripped away from me and i was pissed like I got home. I was just like, I was happy to see my family, but I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like I, how was he when he came home? Um, he wasn't himself. I mean, he was definitely down. It wasn't, uh, it took him a while to get going and kind of a, you know, we, I would take, let's just go. You yeah. Know, we, life moves on. Go, go. But yeah, it was, it was a slow start. Yeah. And you know, they're like, Oh, the whole thing. Like I didn't, you got that. If you come from internationally, you got that two week quarantine. Um, so I, I kind of, we, yeah, me and all my friends, we all came home with, excuse me, at the same time. So we were like, well, we're, we're trapped at our houses in our bedrooms. Like, what are we going to do? So one of them was like, well, I guess it's back to Xbox. <laughs> so another two weeks is just straight playing Xbox. Cause we couldn't, we couldn't really do much cause the world was shutting down. There wasn't every, anything to do. And, um, at that point I was still, I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'll still go back out. They said it'd be like four weeks and get reassignment. It was 12 weeks till I got the call saying, Hey, we got your reassignment. I'm like, well, it's 12 weeks. School starts here relatively soon. I'm still working. They're like, oh, okay, well, could you leave next week? I'm like, no, I got to put two weeks in for work at least. Like, well, and you had already, and already, you already signed up for classes. Yes, Reac- up reacclimated, for classes. Re- yeah, yeah. Got, got, got back, back going again. Yeah, yeah, made the school shift. started pretty quick. Yeah, I think like three weeks later, school was starting, and um, I already had an apartment and stuff. I already had plans because all my friends were going to Utah State, and I'm like all, all hyped about this. I'm all hyped. I'm like, dang, I wasn't gonna be able to see these guys for like three years, and now I, I'm like, I'm with them now. Like, this is awesome, and so. State president is like, hey, like, do you want to at least know where you're going, where your reassignment is, and you can think about it? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, Scott, it's uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm like, oh, Arizona. Pull up the weather. I'm like, it's 125 today. I'm like, do they not know who I am? People are melting down there right now. I'm not. I'm not built. I'm not built for the heat. But being a ginger, I I I burn at night from the moon. I swear. So you made a decision. So I, I made a s- decision to not go back out. Yeah. And um, I know my dad was kind of high. He's like, yeah, okay. All right. That's smart. My mom, my mom, sorry, but she, she was really mean t- towards me for a uh, stand. She's like, can't believe this. Like, I'm like, it is what it is. Like, oh, well, I'm a little bummed, you know, cause I really wanted to learn Spanish cause being in the construction field, learning Spanish and be helpful, extremely helpful and stuff. And like, be able to like slide that, be like, Oh, be able to understand what some people are saying. If they're like making fun of you. And but, but the thing about it is you were in Chile yeah, down in Patagonia. Yeah. Where it, was it was more, pr- more prettier than being here in Utah by a long ways. And 
Then to say, and then there's a shift. Yeah. Then there's a shift. Yeah. You change your life. And then it's like, Oh, you know what? You're going to go to Scottsdale or they've got cactuses. So just like any other, I mean, this, this shows up, this is going to continue to show up. It's not going to be the last time. Yeah. No, but you, you had your options, you know, you Mm -hmm. had a plan. You, the plan changed. Yeah. Had then, plan a, then, B, then, then, yeah, again, continue to execute, take action. And then it's okay. That's not going to happen. Now we're going to do this. Yeah. That's going to continue to show up. Oh yeah, totally. So you make the choice, stick around, start school, mm-hmm. go to work. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that one year up at school right after during COVID kind of, it was like, all right, we're. Still online. Some some classes might be in person, and then all of my friends are like, all their professors are like, "Yeah, dude, I'm I'm sticking to Zoom. I want to I want to be able to be in like my underwear and a, like a shirt, like a collared shirt, and just teach class at home." <laughs> and slowly, tell your, tell your dad does business meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Switching uh, to Zoom for everything. Yeah. And um, my classes switched to that, and I'm like, great. So I and. My roommate sucked. That did not like him at all. Um, my bedroom was shared. It was a shared bedroom, and it stunk. I'm like, dude. Smelled like a teen leadership breakthrough classroom. Freaking worse. It was horrible. It's like a sauna with 12 sweaty dudes. It was, it was just tough. I mean, he ended up spending more time at home than yeah. at school. and So then and there was time just, to make another shift. Yeah, exactly. So I... Uh, I was like, well, I packed up all my stuff and moved in. He was, my dad was still paying the rent at the apartment. Cause that's what dads do. Uh-huh. Very thankful. Cause it definitely helped me out. And then my mom found uh, someone on Facebook to buy the contract. And cause that's what moms do. That's what moms do. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I free, yeah, just chilled at home. All my friends were, were all back at home. They're like, Lo- Logan sucks. I'm like, well, all right. I'll during, it, during during COVID, COVID most yeah. places were you know that, that uh, wasn't everybody was it, like it, it stripped yeah, it stripped yeah. the joy from most and, you know people going to school yeah but the really the pop pop in place at the time was Provo Provo and Orem it still was kind of open stuff and there was some other friends down there too so we'd go down there and we we'd have a ride they're like all right I'm transferring to UVU or BYU and I'm like guys no I was like. So they don't have my program down there, so I can't even go down there. And um, I'm like, goodness, like we all had this like vision. We'd all be freaking roommates, yeah. having this good time in college. And it it was shipped away from us from the, up at Utah State. And I'm like, dang, I really wish because I, I love I love Logan. It's it's more my crowd. Um, yeah, they're like, yeah, we're going to Provo, and I'm like, great. I I really want to have that roommate that uh, experience with all my friends in college. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to Provo too with you guys and I'm doing school online. So you moved to Provo to do move to Provo, did Utah state online, but had mom and dad are going, how does this work? Yeah. My, my, my dad was like, how, what do you, what? No. And so I had to convince him. I'm like, well, like, I need to know by tonight because the last day is tonight to sign the contract for the apartment. It needs to happen. And I convinced him and he's like, all right, you got one year, one year only. And school online sucked because every Monday I had to go up to, uh, 
Logan for Logan a for a lab because labs online that I was doing the year before sucked. It was just a bunch of busy work. I'm like, I'm not learning it. So you're living in Provo. Living in Provo. Because dad said, okay. Okay. And then you got to drive every Monday every to Logan. Monday to Logan. To go to labs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're then, giggling through this whole thing. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I, I'm just. This wild. is insanity. You're like, this yeah, is yeah. insane. Um. But every every weekend, so I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm not gonna wake up super early and drive from Provo to Logan. So I'll drive up, I'll drive up uh, Sunday and maybe uh, get them to take me uh, grocery shopping. And uh, every time I'd be like, Hey, Dad, I'm kind of low on food. It's like, Oh, great, of course. That's that's why the only reason you come by here now is uh, so I can take you grocery shopping. It's not all the truth, but you know there is some truth to it. <laughs> no, there's a lot of truth. Um. But yeah, I, I grew tired of that and um, um, wasn't really, I was in the apartment the whole time. I didn't get to go meet people on campus and stuff. There was a few times I'd go and like sit in my buddy's classes with them and they'll be like eyeing me up the whole time. Like I've never seen this person before. Um, but no, it was, um, it was, it was an experience. It's just like, you know, think back to the training. Mm-hmm. Given, giving, uh, given, you know, an, an obstacle or given an, uh, an opportunity to do something and you, you lean into it and you do something. And if you don't like results, you yeah. change your approach, change my right? approach. Yeah. And, and you need to keep doing that. Yeah. And definitely with it, I, I, I tend to have some pretty bad FOMO fear of missing yeah. out. And I was like, I'm not missing out on this because it was all of us. Every single one of us were, was, uh, down in Provo besides one, he was at SUU. Um, but so as you think back to those choices, um, it's, it's like all those things lead you to where you're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all the, all the craziness, all the, what are you doing? Where am I going? And it's not going to stop yet. And right? mm. there's still going to be more of it. Yeah. But well, there, there still is. Yeah. It's still happening now. It, it, <laughs> it was like right down to the wire to, are you going to get, have an apartment up there this next year? Oh Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah no problem. Jackson is ha- or is handling it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, and, but it all worked out. And isn't it yeah, funny that, how it just that's that's us. That's our personalities, right? We're gonna we're planners. It's how and and then when when someone else isn't exactly that way it, it, you you worry about it way more than oh, he ever has yeah i, I get yeah. infuriated so when you think about where you're headed so we'd like to kind of wrap this up around where do you see yourself in five years from now um ho- ho- hopefully done with school hopefully it like Where we we actually make commitments. I mean, after you've been no. this training, it's all about commitments. Yeah. It's all about well, what you will do in your life. Yeah, I I will be done with school, and that's I will be done with school. Um, I'm going into my senior year, so and I'm tired of going back. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get you know buckle down and just get it done. You know, if I miss out on things, I miss out on things. You guys, but, you guys writing all this down? Uh, yeah, it's recording. So you will recording. be done with school. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, you, know, you will buckle down and make things happen. Yeah. Um, hope ho- also hopefully at least have a girlfriend. I, I will have a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. yeah. You just got to manifest that. Got to manifest, yeah. bring in the good energies. Um, and, and working, working what I'm, I'm wanting to do, what I went to school for and, um, making enough money to hopefully, uh, 
take my parents actually on a trip this time. You no. will be taking your parents. I on will a trip. be taking my parents on a trip. Yes. <laughs> look at the look at the enthusiasm yeah. in the room right now. And then with that, I actually will be able to pick the place. Not okay. We're going here. It's like okay. Yeah, it's because it's been miserable. I mean, yeah. all those oh, places you've totally. been to, poor Spencer. <laughs> poor seriously, me. can't even imagine being you. Yeah, I've just, I don't know, I've always wanted to go to Africa, and uh, it sounds like they have like no one. They're like, oh, it's Africa. I'm like, it's Africa. Who doesn't want to go to Africa? I can think of a lot of other places I'd go first, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> since you've been to all these places, I mean, why not Africa? Well, yeah, I want to. I'd like to go to all seven continents. That's a bucket list item. Yeah. Um, where do you see him in, in five years? Really? Where, like, if you could draw a picture, where's where Spencer in five years from now? Well, I mean, we talk about it a lot. Yeah. And so, yeah, he'll be graduated. It, it's two more semesters. Yeah, it's, it's done. And, and, and really, school hasn't been, it's been hard, but he's gotten good grades all the way through school. So getting through school isn't going to be the problem. Uh, I think as much as we talk about it, he wants to leave the country and go work in some crazy place that Dax has got him all pumped up to go. And, 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 and why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you've been looking for a girlfriend, but it might be that weird place in Mongolia that she's there working as well. And bang. Yeah. And it's that opportunity that, that bring, yeah, that, you know, it's created for you to to, mm-hmm. to meet the person. You know, you never know. Got to trust the but process. We were talking about that before the podcast started tonight. Me and me and Jeff, where you guys walked in here, we were talking about that exact same thing. And and Jeff coming to Utah. I mean, that's that's how we started tonight, really. But but yeah, I, I just working for floor or somebody like that out of the country, the job you want, and try you know living that dream or or. Seeing if that's the dream you really want. You're just going to go you live know? for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well when you're young. When um, who is? When, when I'm, I'm young. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm well, young. even even to the audience yeah. when you're young. <laughs> yeah. Go out and explore. Like there's, I know a lot of, I've even asked this friend, my, to my friends. I'm like, would you rather have like a surf boat? Because a few of them have boats and stuff. I'm like, would you rather have a surf boat or be able to travel the world? And someone will say, oh, a boat. I'm like, what? It just blows my mind. I'm like the amount of like just experience that you get that you get from traveling the world and it makes you like a more well-rounded person, which I, I would love to be like the best well-rounded person there is. Um, just be open-minded to things and new ideas. But they're like, no, dude, a boat's good with me. I'm like, yeah, I guess a boat would be fun. But no, I, I wouldn't give up traveling the world for uh, anything. Good. Respect, integrity, passion, personal power, leadership, enthusiasm. This has been the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. To become part of the 3%, visit Building Utah Youth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or on our website at buildingutahyouth.org.